listening to What We Do in Elysium, your source for news, strategy, and discussion for Vampire the Masquerade Rivals card game. Welcome listeners, I am your host Alex. I'm your other host Colin. Um, and we are again fresh off of a Vampire Wednesday stream, so it's time for a hot take episode. Yeah, I promise not all of our episodes this year will be <laughs> hot take episodes, <laughs> but uh, we had two pretty big streams that just happened to line up with two of our uh, episodes, so it worked out. Yeah, um, so today, we, well, first let's go over something that they kind of just announced before they got into their other announcements. Uh, there is going to be a rules update. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, it's probably going to be out. Uh, I think the only noteworthy change that they're really adding is about detaching attachments. Um, yeah. Basically, in the in the core rules, you're really, it the way it's worded, you're only able to detach retainers at will on your turn uh they're changing that to be any attachment that you control um on your turn basically with the wolf and rat animals with their own detach effects it kind of got in a discussion of how that works and stuff like that so basically you'll be able to detach it at will it gets burned Uh, normally when you detach something within a detach effect you get its effect and then it goes into the discard um but if you elect to do it this way it'll go to the burn pile instead you don't get any effects all that yeah jazz. i mean basically they just the, essentially the rules for retainers now stretch to any card that you control on your vampires non-title that's the only right caveat. right non-title. Still non-title yes yeah. so yeah. i mean makes sense just a pretty yeah. pretty straightforward expanding of the rules nothing yeah. nothing too crazy yeah no big deal but the big thing that we got today was the organized play plans for 2022. Yes. And it's funny. I think that uh, Matt Holland might have been more excited than anybody else yeah. for this because <laughs> I mean, he kept, you know, he kept uh, announcing it. He was teasing it leading up to it. I mean, even on the stream, you could tell, you know, uh, when we get into it, I mean, it's, it's pretty clear, like he put a this lot of work baby. into it. Yeah, he put a lot of work into it, and he's excited about it. So, which, which is good because uh, I think we're we're also both pretty excited about it too. Yeah, having uh, having someone like Matt that's as invested in making the game fun to play um, competitively and even casually, like even with some of the kits and stuff like that, it's very nice to see, and it's something that for me personally like keeps me playing. Um, so I'm very happy to see that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what do we have? Um, the the biggest change that I, I don't if we would have took a poll on what we thought things would have changed. I don't think anyone would have thought this, but uh, basically Prince of the City, which previously was at Gen Con, is now going to essentially be a regional level event. Yeah, which is I mean, thematically, first of all, makes sense. Right. Uh, right. You're Prince of the City. Um and I think also uh, kind of an important thing that goes along with that, none of them are um, like convention locked or anything like that. You know, they're yes. all going to be at stores or or even, you know, somebody asked on the stream about um, like if, if a play group could, uh, could host one. That's also allow, you know, uh, fine. Like, if, you know, if you get in touch and, and can work it out, um, I think, you know, I guess that's more common over in Europe um, than here, but. Yeah, so you know it's it's cool. Like obviously they're they're working pretty hard to be able to 
essentially bring the tournaments to the players, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so this change is probably mainly because of COVID. People don't want to go to large conventions. Um, but it's also just, for me, I think it's better anyway. I never liked trying to go to events that were conlocked. Um, there were a lot of those in L5R, and <laughs> it didn't go very well with the player base. Right. I mean, um, it's you know, it's great if you're already planning on being at a convention like Gen Con to be able to play in an event. Super fun. If you really just kind of want to play in the event, having to pay an extra, you know, hundred something dollars plus finding a place to stay and all of that, like, eh, it's not, you know, it's not as nice. So being able to have them more locally uh, is is pretty cool. And I know, you know, they, they put out the map. Um, obviously, probably to be expected, more of them are, are confirmed in the United States right now. I know he said he was... Uh, talking to some stores in Canada and also to, to some stores in Europe. I know he was uh, looking for, I guess, some help kind of getting connections there. I know he's got a couple in some, you know, some of the countries and, and is looking for hookups and others. But I mean, for, uh, you know, in the U.S. at least, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty decent spread uh, around. Yeah, uh, this isn't a like East Coast versus West Coast thing. It seems like we got a little bit all over. Um some of the big ones like New Orleans. A lot of people were trying to hype up a New Orleans thing because every time I hear about any sort of event in New Orleans, it's like always a party. And I think Matt even alluded to that, that the, the organizers for that event already have plans and like food is involved and stuff like that. So I'm going to see if I can make it out to that one. I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a fun it's a fun place. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got it looks like just a quick glance. It looks like we've got like 10 uh, confirmed in the U.S. and maybe a few more on the way. Um, and he said, I think they're aiming for like 20 to 25 events worldwide, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Scotland is confirmed. Um, that one is in Bathgate. Um, so yeah, none, none of these, uh, well, these locations are confirmed, but these aren't going to be the only locations. Um, if you go to the announcement article, uh, which you can find on our Facebook have your store reach out to Matt to get the ball rolling on seeing if your store can store or location. It's not uh, game store only. So if if you're in a location that doesn't have a great game space at your game store and you have something else in mind, he said he's open. So just uh, just find out. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's obviously really cool. But tell me, Alex, I mean, surely with all these events, the prizes can't be quite as cool right uh they are gonna be almost the same as what was at gen con <laughs> which is pretty awesome yeah this is this is this is one of the things that i think is real cool like that it's it's pretty clear that this is not like i don't know that that he's trying to or holland and really i guess the whole team is trying to you know bring the the prince experience if you will to uh, two players so it's accessible yeah, definitely. Um, so the the biggest changes from the prizes that we have from Gen Con. Um, so participation is mostly the same. You get the packs of the sleeves. You get four alt art cards. So you get one of each of Sucker Punch, Backhand and Compliment, Assert Authority, all tied up. Uh, you get those four plastic spot gloss agendas from the core. So that's pretty sweet. Um, 
Victor. So everyone gets a chance to get Victor. Uh, that's just for participating. Uh, I believe he mentioned the the entry fee for Prince is going to be thirty five dollars. Uh, top sixteen. This is where it changes a little bit. So top sixteen, you get the ten acrylic leader tokens, and that's ten because they are going to be adding Hikata and Lasombra. So that's pretty sweet. Yes. Um, finals prize again will be the Prince of the City playmat. Uh, unfortunately, they did say that due to you know how printing works, um, they're not going to have printing and just geography. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to have an individualized playmat for each city. Unfortunately, yeah, um, Matt's was, Matt's uh, too worried about he, the he idea looked that disappointed. Yeah. He's he was too he's too worried about the idea that Banger Main will get uh, <laughs> its own personalized playmat, and he he won't abide by that. So. <laughs> yeah i mean it, it makes sense right like to have 20 to 25 different individual designs it would be i don't even want to know how much that would cost just just on the art budget alone right yeah yeah you have to print four of those for 20 city like that's that's a lot <laughs> yeah so yeah anything that looks just kind of I don't know if they're going to I don't know if he mentioned if they're going to come up with a generic looking skyline or just reuse the Indianapolis one. I, that would have been a good question. Yeah, I don't know. That's like that is a good question. I'm sure they'll come um, up with something. Yeah, know, something. I don't know. Either way, I'm sure we'll be happy. Uh, and then the champion prize. And this is something uh, that I mentioned to you that I, I kind of didn't realize at first. Um, so obviously the champion will get the Prince of the City champion playmat, but they're still throwing in the. Uh, champion to what they're calling champion to card so you get to be made into a vampire for a future release and i think that's really cool i don't know of any game that i played or knew about that that wasn't like a continental or world's minimum prize yeah so that is cool um i mean for you know for one thing it's always just cool to get people in you know get people into the game um i think this and the the next thing I think we'll talk about after we after we talk about all the Prince events uh, really reminds me of the stories I've heard about old L five R. I did not personally play, but I I am friends close friends with several people that did, and this sounds like kind of like what that used to happen in that game in terms of you know players getting cards uh, being more common than like one or two a year. Which is cool, right? And and I know, I mean, that's like the biggest, was one of the biggest attractors of old L5R. So I think it's pretty smart to to bring that in here, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I also heard tons of stories about L5R and how player interaction kind of was a huge driving force behind the game. And uh, I guess that's a good segue into, well, what's after Prince? Yeah. Uh, so kind of Gen Con level events, I believe it is going to be at Gen Con this year. Um, it's going to be called a Continental Conclave, um, which I think Conclave has also some lore connotations with it as well. Yes, that's uh, that's what we were told. <laughs> I'm only going off what people tell me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Continental Conclave, there's going to be North America and EU. Uh, the EU one, I think, is still up in the air. Oh, um, backtrack a little bit again. Uh, Prince, we'll call it season, uh, is going to go from March to late July, uh, and probably a little later in the EU um, 
since their dates are still getting finalized. So that leads up probably right up to Gen Con because Gen Con is back to August this year. Right. And that's I think that's the whole idea of having these events over by July so that they flow into Gen Con. Yep. Um, and the reason for that, uh, back calling back to old 5R player interaction, uh, Matt mentioned that the princes are going to be able to kind of get together and vote on things and influence the game. Yes. So I wonder wonder how that's going to go because the game itself doesn't really have a story along with it right yeah i'm i'm very intrigued and he mentioned you know that it'll be it'll be cool to be a prince he said you know if if you're a if you win a prince of the city event and you don't plan on or can't make it to gen con you will still be able to you know have a say in everything like you're not going to be locked out um but i mean I'm, i'm assuming They'll have some kind of side events or something, you know, that he talked about side events at Gen Con and stuff. So I, I'm sure there will be also some benefits uh, of being able to be there. But yeah, I'm also curious what, <laughs> you know, how, how will you influence <laughs> the game, right? Um, because yeah, it, it's like there, there isn't really a story, but also there are sort of background story elements, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that I, now that I think about that, it's kind of hard to... One of my thoughts was like, okay, maybe pick a character to bring into the game, but, you know, um, fortune's willing, you and me make a prince or something. We're not going to know any characters in the, <laughs> in the story. Um, so yeah, maybe it'll be something similar to like the Kickstarter vote for upcoming clans. Well, I also... Like so like I remember in the uh, early days of the Game of Thrones LCG, there was an event... Um, ironically enough for the conclave um it was the the rivers three uh fork rivers fork or whatever um but but basically there was like three different options uh it was i think it was like knights or maesters or armies or something but any point being right like you would go to the regional this was a little different because it was at sort of a smaller event but it was like they would total the the votes or whatever um, from each of the events and that would kind of determine like which of those three themes if you will got a uh an agenda in the game right so like i could see something like that where it's more along the lines of you know they present the princes with like three different kind of options not necessarily literally three cards but like you know oh hey either option a you know the sad are now hunting you and you know you have this variation on sad in the next city deck and option b is i don't know the vagrants are slightly different you know like something like that right where it's it's kind of like you pick between these two three four options um that that affects the game kind of in that way you know that could be a way they could do it yeah i can see that here's one i just thought of uh new city for the for a new city deck that's true too. Cause I think the, what they kind of mentioned or I, I read someone in Twitch chat saying is like the, the conclave and lore is like when the Camarilla kind of gather and do like business talks or planning or something like that. So maybe it could be like, you know, what, what city do we need to focus our efforts on next or something like that? That would make sense too. I mean, I, I would sort of expect it to tie into the city deck in some form uh, just because like, that's kind of the most natural, storyline-esque 
you know, uh, element. But yeah, I mean, like you said, it could just be literally, hey, we have these two or three different options for cities, What you know, which pr- vote on where we should exert our influence. Ooh, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, you got to make it sound, sound spooky. All right. Always. <laughs> Um, let's see what else we got for conclave. There'll be a prize wall. So it'll be the kind of, uh, event where you'll accumulate prize tickets. And I think they mentioned that kind of everything available will be up for grabs. So if by the time you make it to a conclave, there's anything missing, you can pick it up there. I know I'll be chasing for that dragon's roost until I get it. Yep. Um, I know he talked about, uh, side events too, right? Like something about a team format, which yeah. uh, blows my mind a little bit. I have no idea how that would work. Yeah, we don't know if that's like team scoring throughout a tournament. Like you just get a group of four guys or or gals and um, just kind of accumulate your scoring throughout a number of rounds or if it's an entire different game mode. Right. Like, uh, is it a is it a totally up and yeah, (laughs) I mean, I could I could see that, right? Like if you you could do something like a, a four player melee or, you know, multiplayer where like you have specific rivals. I mean, obviously, it would be different than than a than an actual four player game, but like, I think you could do it without. You could I was do it say you're, totally you're describing the game with just set rivals, <laughs> right? But like, you're gonna protect your. I don't know. I, yeah, who knows? Who knows? That could be an interesting deck building experiment. Like, if you already if you always know who's not going to be your rival, like you're always removing one seat from who mm-hmm. cares about you. Like how how would you make your deck differently? Mm-hmm. I could see that. And like you'd have you'd have to build your you know or you presumably you'd want to build your coteries so that there's no common vampires. Oh yeah, you know sure. stuff like that. Like yeah, it would be it would be cool. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued. Like again, it's a fun side event, right? It's not <laughs> it's not anything that's going to be taking over, but it's a fun side event. Yeah. Um, okay, I think that's all we have for the larger events so far um not, not probably not going to be any sort of information on like a world's level thing uh, i asked that it it's i kind of assumed this was going to be the answer but it's probably going to be a post-covid thing or at least when covid gets a little better for international travel right you want to be able to incorporate the entire community right i mean it doesn't really make sense to have a world's when you're half of your world can't really attend like that just doesn't make yeah, sense for sure um, okay, so I think that's all for that. Um, I did a little update on the store kits. Um, so now there's going to be eight cards. Holland mentioned that it might have been nine because one for the TO, but he wasn't sure if that actually got finalized. Um, I think they're in the middle of either being manufactured or being shipped. So we don't know what's in them or anything like that. Uh, well, we do kind of know what's in them. Uh, so it's going to be eight cards. They're still going to be unique vampires. Uh, but we're going to get acrylic tokens, which is some of my favorite prizes. Uh, so we're going to get acrylic fear, acrylic minus one blood potency, and acrylic no influence. Yeah, I knew you'd be excited about those. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Uh, I'm going to have to gather a lot of no influence tokens because should a good title deck ever arise i'm gonna need all those tokens <laughs> um an update for the uh eu community uh you guys have probably already noticed by now but all the uh, apparently all the promotional cards in the kits just up and disappeared 
<laughs> but uh, they have completely remade them and they're actually going to be making like a little special promo pack. So all of the kit vampires, so Freddy, Martine, Natasha, plus Victor. So that's a little bonus. They're going to be packaged in like a little mini kit and you can just get that individually. So that's that's nice. I mean, that, that's something I know the, the waiting has been pretty rough, but get it a little easier plus a little bonus. Yeah, I mean, you just like at some point you just got to shake your head out the shipping stuff. That's um, just been insane, uh, you know, between stuff breaking down and getting lost and all of that. And I mean, I definitely feel, <clears throat> you know, feel bad for our EU friends. Um, I know they've been frustrated and I don't really blame them, right? Like you order stuff, you want the promos and you just haven't been able to get them. That's got to be frustrating. So it's good yeah. that they're, you know, making trying to make good on that. Yeah. And I believe Matt also mentioned that uh, the, the I don't know whether you're going to call it, but the mini pack of cards is going to be available on the International Renegade store. So if you have like distributor issues or if you don't even have like a local game store that can order stuff for you, you can get it direct from the Renegade warehouse. <laughs> and then I think lastly, we have an update on Annabelle. Uh, so her card, her card uh, stats and stuff and text, that's all finalized. I believe it's the same as what we saw at last. Uh, or still the, something the similar. Super- Anyway, I think yeah, it's still the plus superficial damage for I think what was it, X amount of no influence tokens. Yeah. So yeah, to to if anybody who doesn't know Annabelle, she was the second of the uh, design a card. I, I don't. I guess they did that on a stream. I don't. I think I, it was I like a renegade. It was part of their because renegade has done a lot of like online conventions throughout mm-hmm. the uh, pandemic. I think yeah, one of them was like a create a card concept where I think people just chimed in live and it's a cool concept i wish i could have saw it but right yeah she's basically the next victor right card. yeah victor was the first annabelle's the second i think because they're there i think there's four of them that are in the the rpg yeah um, la by night la by night or yeah. whatever so so yeah anyway so that's what she comes from just to, uh, you know in case people didn't know <laughs> but anyway sorry continue with what with how they're distributing here Yeah, so kind of the polar opposite of Victor, uh, stores will be able to order Annabelle uh, for free um, just to give out to players. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's again, it's a great, you know, and I I think this is probably somewhat of a response to to Victor um, and the feedback around. I have, I think, the feedback around him being hard to get in general, but especially, you know, with all the shipping stuff we just talked about. I think I, you know, I, I would imagine that that's that went into this decision as well. But it, it is. It's nice to have sort of a promo, a free promo that that people can give out, uh, that stores can give out as like, hey, come into the store, get a free promo. Yeah, I, I think that after the feedback from uh, post Gen Con about how Victor was going to be allocated, how they're doing Annabelle, the month long promotion that included Victor, and now how many Prince events we're getting that include Victor. I, I'd say that Renegade has somewhat made amends for initial, <laughs> how he initially was going to be distributed. Right. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear that people were not real happy with mechanically unique cards being promo only and difficult to obtain. Um, 
which you know huh, I don't blame anybody yep. for, right? Like yep. that's part of that's one of the joys of playing a a uh, what is I forget what what this is called. Um, this is an ECG. There we go. <laughs> don't want to use the wrong the wrong title. Um, Can't use those incorrect copyrighted terms. Right. Yeah. But you know, yeah, a game where you obviously you buy and you get all the cards uh, at a time, right? Like sort of the expectation is that you'll have everything and it'll be relatively easy to to obtain. So. Yeah, and especially like Victor right now isn't game breaking. I think he needs uh, a few more pieces for him to be for him to shine. But like, if if that wasn't the case and he was like very strong and I mean, I think he's his way in all decks. I don't know. So not not game breaking. But to be fair, I have not played him yet or seen him played, so fair. I'm wildly speculating. I just I think he is, or a better, maybe a better way to put it, I don't think he's broken or anything like that. I think he is one of the strongest cards for a particular playstyle, and so if you're right. interested in that playstyle, it fe- it feels bad to not have him, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas, I mean, again, not not the not that I think this really factors in that much, but like an Annabelle, from what I understand of her, or most of the other promos don't necessarily like you know it's not like oh man i'm playing animals or alchemy or whatever i really really need to have this promo card um you know i mean they whether they're good or not like that's obviously that's one thing too but you know anyway so making i think making making the promos more available is nice mm-hmm. I'm yeah, imagine if frog was a promo card <laughs> yeah exactly that'd be awful like, that's a good analogy <laughs> right exactly that would be that would be awful and people would be on you know justifiably even more upset about it so. yeah so so i'm curious right. uh you know we talked about all this stuff is there anything i mean and in general i think it's pretty clear that we're very positive on these op announcements i you know i think it's pretty awesome um I'm curious if there's anything you were hoping for and didn't get or are disappointed in or, or anything like that. Uh, you know, I'm very much a don't have high expectations and you can't be disappointed type of person. <laughs> well, that's fair. Um, so I, I was expecting new store kits, which we kind of got info on. Uh, I was expecting to maybe see previews for them, which is fine. Um, Prince turning into what the regional is blew my expectations for a regional level event out of the water. Like I, I had a pretty good feeling we were probably going to get um, some sort of regional level announcement with how, how Matt was uh, hyping up the stream before uh, mm-hmm. leading up to it. Uh, I thought maybe, okay, it's just going to be another kit, a few special prizes, you know, so maybe I, I kind of figured like the acrylic tokens that were going into the store kits. Now the, the fear and the no influence. Like I figured maybe that was going to be like a regional level prize, mm-hmm. but to have it essentially be the, the Gen Con prize kit is just huge. Not at all what I was expecting. Right. How about you? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm mostly in the same boat. I think the one thing, I mean, I kind of expected it, but I'm still kind of disappointed that um, all of these Prince events are four player, which I don't think we mentioned. Um, yeah. They're all four player. That's sort of the primary, mode for the game i understand why i'm not even i'm not even like saying it was the wrong decision um i think it makes sense and i think that you know four player is probably pretty clearly uh the primary you know thought and design not not that not that they don't think about 1v1 but four player is kind of the main thing um 
I like one v one. You know, we 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 talked about this a little bit. Um, I like it partly because I like playing long grindy games, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's just easier to do in one v one. So, like, yeah, there's part of me that's a little bit disappointed that there's not going to be one v one events. But like I said, I also understand, and I, I'm not you know I'm not even saying that like there should be. Um, because I kind of expected it. So I don't know. I'm kind of of two minds about that, I guess. Yeah, I did. I did ask that. Um, and they, they mentioned that one of the, re- I think one of the, I don't know if it was a reason or just something they noticed, uh, but they said that the 1v1 tournament at Gen Con didn't have a lot of signups. And I'm not, I'm not entirely sure that that was a great metric to go off of because that was the last day and right. the top the top cut was still going on while it started. So I, I would imagine that any of the top cut players probably would have played in it anyway. Cause some of them did filter into it when it was done. Right. It was still low player count, but I think I ended up with, I don't know, 10 maybe. Right. Well, and I mean um, like the, the one V one, like the, the um, preview event was one V one too, which obviously it was a yes. preview event. So like, that's another thing, but I mean, you can't with, how you well they they turned off the uniqueness rule anyway, yeah but it would be very weird games to play. oh yeah sure yeah. but i just in terms of like that was 1v1 and was also very popular also granted was a preview event with brand new cards so like that yeah. also obviously factored into it so yeah it i came mean, with product <laughs> yeah exactly and prize, yeah like so, th- there's a lot of circumstances both ways yeah i mean again like I understand why. I'm not even saying it's wrong, but uh, I do. I do enjoy the one v one. So I guess we'll just we'll have to sort of. I'll have to shift my mental, uh, you know, framework to be primarily thinking about multiplayer um, when we start when we talk about deck building and all that kind of stuff, which presumably we'll get back to here at some point. <laughs> in our yeah. episodes, right? Yeah, I think I feel the same way. Um, I'm of the multiplayer mindset now. I I even played two. Th- I, that's another thing. I, I went to an in-person event and played the game <gasps> over the weekend. Um, wow. Yeah, and I actually played two three-player games that I enjoyed. <laughs> because my wow. deck was a little a little broken. <laughs> 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 we, can, we can talk about that later, though. Yes, I'm sure we will. Um, all right, so I think that wraps up. Um, oh, the two weeks for the next round of Shrouds and was it Shrouds and Shadows? No, sh- Shadows and Shrouds. That will be the next official Renegade spoiler. Um, but coming up, we are going to have our own stream and have a little, maybe a little something special. Yeah, and I think we're we're hoping to have a a multiplayer game um, and maybe extra. So hopefully people will tune into that. Yeah, for sure. So we we have plans for the year. So we're we're gonna start executing them. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, uh, I think that will do it for us tonight. I'll bid everyone good evening. And for probably the final time, I'm gonna try to come up with a different tagline. But well, at least one more time, stay spooky. These are these are the words of an addict. <laughs> <laughs>